0: Welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's Word, the beauty of the Gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. I'm your host, Pastor Zach McGowan, and on today's episode, Pastor Kenny, John, and I discuss our favorite Christmas traditions, and we dig into our sermons on peace from the series, Born. We hope you enjoy the conversation. All right, welcome back to Armchair Preaching. This is episode number twenty-one, and the second week in our discussion around Advent. Um, glad to have Kenny and John back. Thanks for coming in, guys. Yep. Good to be here. It, yep. It's not at all a busy time, <laughs> right? Right? That's right, we're bored. You, you guys are bored. I mean, nothing better. Nothing better to do. <laughs> right. Nothing better. It's than a slow time that. for hey, pastors, you uh, know. The-
1: Make paper airplanes this yeah. afternoon. I think yeah. That's can right. See who can fly them the furthest. We got nothing else to <laughs> yeah, do. That's, that's right. That's Especially right. you, Zach. You got nothing else to do this yeah, week. big yeah. big
0: events. Big events all the way around here at FPC Lakeland. We had big glory to Christmas concert this week um, on Monday. It was was glorious. Um, we were all there. Uh, we've journeyed to Bethlehem, which is our drive-through nativity. Um, this Sunday from six to nine p.m., we'll all be there. I'm looking forward to that. My yeah, first time. Gonna it, be awesome. It's it it is a great time. We do have a a fun time. We took last year off. Um, due, due to transition, but now we're back and lots of people are excited about that. We have gotten a lot of, uh, good feedback from the community, just excited that we're doing this again and they've missed it. They missed it last year. Um, but speaking of got it, li-
1: live animals and no, Siberian tigers and no, camels and all showing up, right? No
0: live just, animals. We go and we wouldn't start
1: promoting that even, si- like even if it's not tigers. true. I'm not,
0: I don't know. I'm the new guy. <laughs> no live animals. Actually, uh, it's funny. We have had debates about live animals in the past on that and, uh. You know, oh, the,
1: if, if children are unpredictable, live animals are even more unpredictable yes. but in these events.
0: Yes, yes. But let's talk about Christmas traditions. We're, we're going to deviate a little bit from our normal format. Normally, we talk about some sort of a general preaching topic, but this is more just a general kind of your kind of what your Christmas season looks like. What are the things that you really get excited about? Just maybe it's personally or maybe it's ministerially or what, whatever. Um, what are the things that really uh, you get excited about that you kind of look forward to during this season every single year? John, why don't you kick it off? What are the things that you're like, you're your grandfather, so different than me and Kenny. So maybe maybe that shapes things. Or So what are the things that really you get excited about?
1: yeah uh, yeah some of the things that are consistent you know our kids 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 growing up and and now often adults and having kids of their own and uh some of the things that are consistent are just uh, some of the some of the events the 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 things you 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 talk about or things that you watch uh you know we we are we are at some point or another. We have always uh, watched something on on television that is, mm-hmm. that, you know, one of the classics of the uh, of the season. Yeah. Uh, at one point, it would have been the Frosty and the Snowman kind of kind of shows and Rudolph type, types of shows. But our kid our kids never really were that big on that it's a bit a little before their
0: yeah
1: before their time but but not not long afterwards they were they, the movie elf came out and yeah you know, that's a that's you got to watch that uh, christmas vacation eventually they got to that as well so that yeah. was uh that was a lot of fun <laughs> so we would do we would do uh, those types of things uh, decorating uh, the whole mm-hmm. We have a, a very specific thing we do when we decorate for Christmas, which we haven't even done. We haven't done that yet. I mean, what is today? The, is it Christmas Eve yet? I mean, oh man, you guys are behind. <laughs> we're close. way behind. We're not like the McGowan household. Yeah, no you man, we started. We started done. in January.
0: We've been done. Yeah, <laughs>
1: awesome. but we have a. Uh, you know, we bake cookies and we and we you know have a pull out all the things. But we have to listen to a a, a several soundtracks as we're mm-hmm. doing that. One of them is this group called the Night Heron Consort, which is a Celtic Christmas Christmas sound. Very beautiful music. But the other one, and this is daughter Christina, is all, was all over this. She was a big a band from one of these 90s Christian boy bands. that called Plus One. <laughs> Plus One. And wow, Plus man. One oh, came, came out with a Christmas album. Man. And we goodness. listened to that Christmas album at least you know one time through, if not Plus two times through. One. So we listened to Plus One, Shoot. all of whom I've met, by the way. I went face-to-face with them and, uh, and, and, and met these guys at a concert. So that's one thing. And then the other thing is on Christmas morning, the other tradition that I can think of is that uh, I, and it started with my own my own upbringing my parents would always make us wait outside before we entered into where the gifts and the tree and everything were and they'd get <laughs> everything kind of set up and then and then and then dad would sit there with a camera and as we walked in the room, he would take pictures of us reacting to whatever oh, we were wow. seeing under the tree. So I have a I have a, a years worth of me with different expressions on my face. Mm. Eventually, catching on. By the time I'm 18, I'm trying to make really goofy faces on purpose to, for that. So and so we we continued that with our, our with our children as well. To this day, I mean, even even Marley and the granddaughters now they're all getting their picture taken goofy, as they walk in goofy faces. Yep. goofy faces. So that's us. That's, those are some of ours. That's
0: what about cool. you, Kenny? What do you look forward to?
2: Well, uh, like John, I mean, it's just so much has changed over the years. You know, our, our four boys are, are so much older now, um, two of them out of the house uh, and two of them still in the house, but all of them much older. And so there there really aren't a, a, a lot of traditions that have just stayed steady over the years because of, of the, the age of our kids. I, probably the things that definitely are things that we still do even to this day would be decorate the tree for whatever reason. Our, our kids don't really care as much about a lot of the other Christmas stuff mm-hmm. like lights on the house or different things like that, but they love to look at the ornaments that they either made they when made. they were in second grade or that oh, they bought wow. when they were in fourth grade. Cause they were really into star Wars or yeah. really into something else. And they, they now it kind of brings it's kind of like a walk down memory lane as we go through all yeah. the ornaments, which is kind of fun and that's fun yeah. for us as well to do that. But um, more, re- more recently, it seems like, because December typically is the first time we're getting any kind of colder weather. It's not freezing cold by any stretch. I think it's like 84 today. But <laughs> uh, but th- th- we'll, we'll begin to have some cooler nights, and my boys love to build fires. Yeah. So... I, t- like even now, I like I started thinking about, oh, I need to make sure we've got plenty of firewood for the fire pit out back because we will spend lots of evenings just sitting around the fire talking. Yeah. So I, I've come to th- associate that with Christmas just because it's the beginning of the colder months of the year and and really enjoy that time with the boys. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for me, uh, I, I think about all what you guys have said and it's, um, it's, uh uh, a lot of that stuff is it resonates with me. For me, my kids are younger, so you know, John, you've got kids that have kids. Kenny's got adult and older teenage boys, and I've got little ones. So this is like the golden age of having Christmas, yep. right? I mean, they get into every aspect of it. I mean, they whatever kind of cheesy thing that you can do at Christmas, they're into it. Oh, now no, I
1: have to ask though. Elf on the shelf? Is no, we thing do not do. No I'm, we, no, I'm going to say
0: No, I'm not going to diminish anybody that does elf on the shelf. <laughs> However, <laughs> yeah, we are not an elf on the shelf household.
1: Um, Man, no elf on the shelf even exists in your household? No elf
0: on the shelf exists in my okay. household. So um, I guess we're not quite to that point, but uh, everything else is, I mean, uh, not that, again, don't want to diminish anybody that does that but that's not us. We're not, we're not do that. You know, for us, it is, it starts with, uh, you know, Christmas decorations. We, we, we decorate the whole house. The inside is lights and it's um, Christmas trees. And um, I'm not exaggerating when I say we have uh, four full-size Christmas trees in my house. I mean, wow. th- three of them are, and three of them are fully decorated. Wow. Um, no, I'm, I'm, Shorting us. We have five full size. <laughs> How two yeah, of them? Like a winter. How many wonderland? do you have in your we house? We
2: have two actually. You do have t- kind yeah, of the yeah, first time yeah. we've had two.
0: Yeah, but it's uh, but so so we have you know we have theme trees and we have the uh, general tree and we go through that whole thing like Kenny was talking about. We go through the ornaments and for us it's really. Um, uh, the ornaments of places that we've been one of the souvenirs that we pick up everywhere we go and and when we travel is some sort of thing that's a Christmas ornament or can be turned into a Christmas ornament whether it's like a magnet I mean so my kids we always kinda go through especially the ones that they remember those trips and we can talk about them. Oh, remember when we were hiking in Oak mountain state park or, you know, when we went to New York city and they, they see those different things and mm-hmm. the trips that, that we did before they were born, they ask us about them, you know, like when did you guys go here? And so we talk about those things and those are really cool. And so we, we love that. We love the, those traditions. We watch the movie elf when we're decorating our tree every single year. The movie elf is on, because our tree is right next to our television, and so it's right there, and so that's a lot of it's fun. It's fun
1: to see them them yeah. laughing. You know? Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. They get the parts, and they get the humor, and they're just you know that belly laugh. It's well, especially when it,
0: the the early part of that movie, when they're where it's Will Ferrell Ferrell in. Elf land with Santa at the North Pole, and they have the little, uh, the, the claymation-y type figures, like the, you know, those that are talking to them, those that they think that's hilarious. Um, so that's always fun. And we're, we're also, you know, folks that know us know that we're a big theme park family, so we go to the theme parks and we experience all the Christmas
2: holiday Which is beautiful this time of year I know I'm not a big theme park person but I do know that Disney kind of knocks it out of they park do with...
1: do you have a Disney tree is one of your trees a Disney tree
2: um
0: no we don't have a specific Disney tree the Disney kind of goes on all the trees except for one we we're Harry Potter fans too and so we do a, we have a Harry Potter tree we do have a whole <laughs>
2: wow. Harry
0: Potter tree in our office we're learning a
2: lot about you yeah, you are uh, I mean yeah, really. really I don't think it's surprising. John and I are learning this yeah right. I don't I don't think it was notes, surprise
0: <laughs> surprise anybody that we have these sorts of things but yeah you're i mean we go to the theme parks and yeah, we, we shouldn't be surprised
1: okay here's yeah. look at look around you got a charlie yeah, brown yeah, christmas tree
0: in Zach's yeah. uh, I have christmas office and right? it has I have three christmas trees in my office so yeah, i don't one think yeah. yeah and the little one over there ceramic one too but yeah i love christmas i, I you know sometimes i think um it could be very easy for church staff And pastors, too. I've heard pastors, they talk about, I hate Christmas. I'm like, that's the most tragic thing I've ever heard in my life. Now, there are things that make it really busy and really hectic, but that I separate that from the whole... Uh, the 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 season of celebrating Jesus' birth and and having that as an opportunity to really celebrate and and celebrate in a huge way we get we get ridiculously crazy about it because to me it's a ridiculously crazy story that we get to uh, enjoy of Jesus coming to Earth and I'm like that's if, if there's ever a time and you said this last week Kenny if there's ever a time to go nuts with lights. It's the time when the light of the world comes to the earth. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's that's insane. So to me, I think it's it's good to tap into that. I'm not. I've gotten past my cynical phase. I think with all that. So (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, we're 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 in Advent, second week in Advent, and we did uh, talk. uh, We last week we in this series called. The Born series, and and again, not the Jason Bourne series movie. I keep waiting for somebody. I didn't to, work it to in. Bring it to work it in. Kenny's up, man. Maybe, maybe, we'll maybe. See. maybe. I th- I thought I was going to. I oh, you're up this it. weekend, so mm-hmm. yeah, You I and I
1: got to work on it this weekend. Yeah, yeah I
0: didn't work it in. Uh, John was in classic service this week. I was in Vine. Uh, Kenny will be in Vine next week, and uh, as we get into the next uh, the next series, our next uh, sermon in the series. But we we focused really on peace this weekend, and mm. and we were looking at uh, two two sections of scripture but really finally we we included the same kind of uh supporting scriptures as well so we're looking at the prophet Micah Micah chapter 2 um, when he's talking about Bethlehem as being the birthplace of the the leader of the Israelite people that would bring peace and bring security to the people and then also the end of or, or the actually moral midpoint of John's gospel John 14. Where Jesus is promising peace to his disciples in light of his coming arrest, crucifixion, resurrection, and then we pulled in obviously also Philippians four. Both of us both did of us, had yeah. not talked about it. Yeah, I, I thought both, the same thing. Both put us in there. So, John, talk to me a little bit about uh, when you were approaching the topic of peace um, last week. we were approaching the topic of hope. What were the things that you were really wanting? to convey to the congregation mm. through your message? What were like, okay, this is, if you could summarize it just really like in a sentence or two, what were the things mm. that you were like, if I get nothing else across about the fact that peace was born in a manger 2,000 years ago, this is it? What what were those things for you? Well,
1: just to back up for just one moment, just something you were saying earlier, um, I've been here long enough now, just over three months now, and, and we've been doing this long enough, I've been part of this armchair preaching long enough to really... Uh, value and appreciate what you just said uh, said about this. Is that how we both we both came at this message with the exact same uh, Old Testament and New Testament pas- passages, and we both preached different sermons mm-hmm. with a, in a different you know personalities and all were are part of that. But uh, but the content of that of that message, uh, w- what we did with it, and this has been consistent. We've seen you know, very mm-hmm. few of these weeks have we had something just wildly different.
0: Wildly divergent, we, yeah. We've mm-hmm.
1: really been. Pretty, pretty together, and this, for the most part, is not. You know, this isn't like John Calvin's in in the 1500s where they would all get together on a Tuesday and talk about the, the, uh, the, the, uh, you know, the the exegetical work to get to the, what this meaning is, and then they all preach the same sermon. We 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 haven't had that kind of a kind of a pattern, and yet we have consistently been coming to the same place and i've been i've been really mm-hmm. blessed then to be able to come in here and talk about it it's yeah. been a lot yeah it's been really good for for me as a mm-hmm. as a pastor and as yeah. a preacher to be able to see oh look, look look what kenny did with that look what zach did with that and look how we mm-hmm. had the same point but we had very different approaches to get to that yeah yeah, so, yeah. but to answer so that's I just wanted to acknowledge sure. it, that what's what we are doing and i love the the idea that we're preaching the same text the same title the same series Different messages mm-hmm. that have the same, uh, different, you know, sermons, but they have the same core yeah. core message. And yeah. for me to answer your question, then, for me, the the core idea, the big idea behind the the sermon on peace, uh, and we both illustrated it uh, in different ways, was, it is not the absence of conflict. Uh, war or any other type of hostility you mentioned you talked about violence a lot mm-hmm. in yours it's not the absence of those things that is the, the that is the peace that jesus is offering to mm-hmm. his disciples yeah he's not saying to i give you peace and therefore you're not going to have anything any no problems more, at all no more problems. and you're yeah. just, you, nobody's ever going to fight with you you and your you and your wife are always going to get along just perfectly <laughs> well you, your kids are never going to act up nothing's ever going to be disrupted he's saying what he, you know it's not the absence of those things but it is the presence of, of God himself mm-hmm. in the midst of no matter what's going on in life circumstances, that is that becomes for us that that inner stillness. I, mean, I went to yeah. Psalm 46 as yeah. well, which ends with that whole be still and know that God is, is God and that, And that's really what I when mm-hmm. I think about peace, is just that core in deep down inside, nothing can shake you. Yeah. yeah even though the world all around, as Psalm 46 does say, the world all around is going crazy, yeah. you're still solid. Well, because you know God is there. And it's
0: what and I and I didn't pick up the Psalm 46 though. It was one of those passages of scripture you kind of figuring out what you're going to put in and what you're not supporting the text that you got. But then uh, Jesus at the end of the farewell discourse, he talks about the one of the promises is you Will have trouble. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> you know, Jesus promises in this world. So it's you... Quite the
1: opposite. Yeah, it? it's not only that it's not going to be the absence of peace. It's going to be the presence of trouble. You yeah. will have trouble from the world's point of view. But yeah. the,
0: but but the promise is take heart, right? I've overcome the world, and uh, yeah, I love that. And one of the things that you did and you talk about cutting room floor stuff on my end, you talked a little bit about the the Hebrew idea of shalom, mm-hmm. which is where that which I didn't I didn't mention at all in vine just it was just not a uh i just didn't have the time to get into that um but work that that in because that was the that was the background of what michael was talking about with when he's prophesying about this little town of bethlehem that's not even big enough to be counted amongst the, the the towns of judah you know that sort of thing um for me, it was
1: interesting to see that you have this biblical idea of Shalom, which has a very holistic um, meaning when you speak Shalom to an, to another person, and then but then to bring it forward into the New Testament era is mm. is really to say and this was a, this was the fresh thought for me and this, which is what came out in the message is that is that the, the the basis of that Shalom for us, the the reason for that Shalom is the peace be- that we have between God. Uh, that is then given to to us, imparted in, in us, and so yeah. it's really the, the fullness of the of the Hebrew word shalom, with its with its sort of core meaning that drives the shalom that we mm-hmm. we get to have. So that was that was very that was helpful for me, and I was trying to get that out for the well. And both crowd. of you,
2: both of you, both weeks, I think, did a really good job of distinguishing. The common use of that word and of whatever word, whether it's hope or peace, in our culture and how we tend to understand those things versus the deep, yeah. Uh, yeah. transcendent, kind of sustainable idea that that the that the followers of Jesus get to enjoy. And uh, and and both of you contrasted that idea of of the way the world tends to think about peace in yeah. different ways. Uh, and I love
1: the way Zach did the uh, the juxtaposition of uh, the city of Bethlehem, this yeah. peace, this city where where, the, where peace was born. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what does it look like right now? you yeah. got oh my foot gosh. Fences with barbed wire across the top, and just, yeah. just guard, armed guards everywhere. The peacemaking via weapons.
0: You guys have been there. I mean, you guys have both been to yeah. Bethlehem. You guys went last year, right, Kenny? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I mean, to me, um, for, for those that are listening, and I, I remember when I first went to Israel, I, I thought, ah, it's kind of a pleasure trip, you know, with the idea that it's there's spirituality behind it. But no, no, no. There's some real deep discipleship impact that happens. Um, when I went to Bethlehem, that was the most... Um, Shocking place. It's I just thinking. driving into Bethlehem, yeah. coming
1: out of out of yeah. Jerusalem and into the West mm-hmm. Bank, into into Bethlehem is just there's a shock of going through that literally almost like black and white and night yeah. and day type of uh, transition. Mm-hmm.
0: When you're you're confronted with the the current political realities that exist in Israel mm-hmm. and in that region, um, just this is kind of a little bit off topic. But what do you guys what did you make Kenny last year uh, when you when you were there going to Bethlehem, and what was the things that struck out to you about stuck out to you about that transition from the Israeli side to the Palestinian side, and not even just that the two are so different, but that that mm-hmm. getting across that border and that yeah. what does that speak to? To the
2: yeah, and I, I think it's basically what you said, which was the deep irony of that reality mm-hmm. that here you have the, the 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 places. It's the land where Jesus was was born and and walked and did all of his ministry. It's the it's the land of of God's promise, beginning in the Old Testament and. Um, and yet you're there and you, and you see the hostility and the conflict and the violence and the factions and so many different people um, and how volatile the whole situation feels, and you think that's just such a contrast or a contradiction of what the hopes and the dreams, both of—even both even, even if you're just uh, from a Jewish background with, without even a Christian perspective, yeah. it's just such a contradiction of the shalom— that's promised in the Old Testament, and certainly a contradiction of what Jesus, um, the kind of picture he painted of what's possible yeah. for those who follow him. So I think it was just the irony of it all. Yeah, uh, it was just kind of overwhelming. And, and what, I think
1: you, you mentioned in your in your trip, then like in our our both of my trips have been with the same Israeli tour guide. Yeah, and he didn't get on the bus. The day we went to yeah. uh, to to mm-hmm. Bethlehem, because mm-hmm. he's an Israeli and you need the Palestine, so he got a palli- yeah. he arranged to have a Palestinian yep. tour guide. But even that, even in the country where they live, there, there's no, it's only it's only 15 minutes away. Yeah. yeah, and he can't get on. He 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 did not. I don't know if it was a safety issue. He just it was not wise of him to go on that bus bus. Swim. So yeah, that, that's that, how, that contrast. That is,
0: was that was our our tour guide. Is a was a Jewish Christian uh, missionary there and she was on our bus, and she she was all the way up to the, the checkpoint, and then she got off and waited for us At the, the, the whole time um, that we were inside. We were there for several hours, and then we came out, and then she got back on the bus, and a and an Islamic tour guide Palestinian got on the bus with us to take us in, and they had guards. Uh, The, the guards actually come on with machine guns and they look under your seat and they ask you questions mm-hmm. and they kind of not interrogate's probably too too yeah, wrong of too too strong a word but it feels in you know it's a it's it's different it's, <laughs> it's intimidating <laughs> you,
1: yeah I will say, I will say this though that being that part of it is getting in there and yeah. the church and the nativity had a similar feel to it yeah. cuz there's that tension that's just sort of palpable yeah but going out to the shepherds fields was yeah, a, it's different a different experience yeah, yeah. yeah. Felt, it I really right. felt like I could strip away all the all the modern day things, see terrain mm-hmm. and picture shepherds sitting in a field. I, that's where I had to, kind of the spiritual experience of it was yeah. seeing the shepherds in the field mm-hmm. in those very fields, which were likely, if not there, very very close to there. Yeah, that was that Something. was a positive that came out of that for uh, sure West Bank experience. Yeah, yeah, for I, sure.
0: I, to me, I loved actually loved going into to Bethlehem overall. It, just that crossing that border and really being confronted like you said Kenny that the irony of this place of the birth of peace being this place of violence but but then i started looking back at the biblical narrative about bethlehem ephrath and it's never been this real peaceful mm-hmm. it's it's always had these kind of political kind of through at least multiple times throughout redemptive history you have these moments of of kind of tension and conflict there and yet this is the place of of david this is the place of Jesus, um, but it's also a place that Palestinian or the Philistine uh, Philistines took over. Um, it was a place King Jeroboam made into a military stronghold, and it was the place that Mary and Joseph were forced to go to. Um, yeah, I
2: thought that was a cool point that you made about that. Um, the, you know, you were it, it, the, the way you couched it was kind of funny, and the idea of the baby moon or whatever that yeah, was. But that it, was or,
1: hilarious, by the way. But, but that had... wasn't,
2: yeah. you know. But I think that helps get past the kind of hallmark. Mary and Joseph kind of serenely headed back to his hometown, and it's just kind of this warm, where it, to to kind of bring out the uh, the backdrop of Roman domination yeah. and power was also just a way to show you this is a mixed story with lots of layers. It's not, which and I thought both of you in both weeks the the one thing that uh, you haven't said the words now, but not uh, now but not yet fully, yeah. that theological idea that, yeah. that all these things, there's a now... There's kind of a partial experience of them now, yeah. but there will be a complete and full experience of them when Jesus comes back and makes all things new. But that's true in each one of these, and yeah. both of you brought that out. You you went towards the end talking about uh, there is going to be a day when this is going to be fully realized, yeah. but for now, it's part, but that doesn't mean it's not significant or meaningful or relevant, but it is, we do have to recognize that... This is not our forever home. Yeah. And I like how
1: you said it, that that same idea, Zach. You said it, that whatever that chaos or turmoil or violence yeah. or problem is that you're dealing with, you had the phrase was uh, referring to the, God's work in the middle of all that. He's got this covered. Yeah, he's got it covered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. he's He's got yeah. it covered. Yeah.
0: Well, and you and I both, John, we, we both, uh, one of the things I thought, it, it, again, an, interesting, the Holy Spirit's working, the, the Bible's the same, we look at it the same, but, but we— Towards the close, we we talk about the Philippians four passage. You know that uh, the Philippians four Peace six does not and make seven sense the circ, right. under the
1: circumstances, and
0: that's one of my that typically, um, especially with well actually pretty much all um, anytime I'm doing a funeral, that's the benediction. You know, that's almost always the benediction. Um, and what was striking to me was was I when I looked that passage of scripture up again. It was funny how the how how that resonates with people, you know, worldwide because that's the number one read passage of scripture mm-hmm. uh, according to you version. version. Yeah,
2: um, which I think you know, it's funny is you you didn't you didn't say this, but it made me wonder about just what I've thought. You just think, for sure, culturally here in America, how how much it seems like experiences of anxiety and panic mm-hmm. among people have just been on an increase. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and, and may, maybe whether it's on an increase or whether just people are feeling more comfortable to talk about it or not, I don't know. Yeah. But that certainly would give an explanation to why mm. people are looking for peace. They're yeah. looking for a, a way to silence the, the noise and the chaos and the what feels like the badgering of, of worry and fear. Yeah. And so, but that was interesting to hear. That was the most popular one.
1: And you know, one of the things that came out of this, um, and I'd be curious to hear what what you've heard. Is what today's Wednesday, so it's only yeah. been a couple of days. But I know one of the things that I was thinking about, and one of the things I was hoping for and praying would be a reality for those who would hear this message, mm-hmm. is that you know you know when you look out over a crowd of people that some of them are going are going through some mm-hmm. you know un, un, unbearable, unbelievable mm-hmm. experiences. Right then, as they're sitting in that room, they're just dealing with. Yeah. Who knows what mm-hmm. deep, hard, hard things. My hope was that was that somehow coming out of a message like this that they would that they would be in, not only encouraged but they would find this inner resolve and inner strength that whatever it is they're going you know they they will persevere and they will they will be okay. Yeah. And it's been interesting to get some feedback over the past couple of days of, of how impactful
0: mm-hmm. just.
1: Just speaking that those words out, and you know, for me, the Horatio Spafford story, yeah. and uh, and for mm-hmm. you, just that idea that you, you gave a detailed a list of all these possible things that are going going could go on, and God has got got you in the middle of all that. It's just my hope, and I, and I have heard that it's it has been effective with, with people saying that that was really a, a very um, helpful yeah. mm-hmm. for the circumstances they they themselves
0: were in. I think we underestimate too. Um, the power of just speaking those types of things. We know that they're very simple truths, but I think we underestimate the power. I did have a a, uh, um, a man come up to me after the service. Um, I had several people come up to me afterward, but this this one guy had. Um, he's eighteen months past losing his you know twenty three year old daughter um, uh, after a long drawn out battle with cancer, and he's just like, I needed that. You know, they mm-hmm. that those are the kinds of messages. Last week's message on hope, this week's message on peace, those are the things that they that we verbalize the one the dichotomy of what of what the world says is hope and peace. And we'll continue that with joy and love and as well. But but verbalizing that everybody kind of paints this marshmallow picture of what peace looks like or this marshmallow picture of what hope looks like. And for us just to verbalize to say that that's not the the total picture here that's you know that's okay that's fine but the total picture is this pa- this thing that, that this gift that Jesus brings to us and it's Peace in the middle of the chaos. It's peace in the middle of the the defies explanation, does, surpasses all understanding. That that sort of thing. And, but it is something that that it's a gift to us when we come to Jesus Christ, and we continue to come to Jesus Christ. It's a continual coming back to Him constantly. It's not that He ever leaves us, but we are so easily distracted by the, the by the marshmallow versions of those things that we got to keep kind of going back to that grounding point. And that's
1: mm-hmm. why I so appreciate people who have. have that grounding and are not have that don't have the marshmallow version of the of the faith and they go through difficult times and you see a a a resolute difference and there's there's this idea there's this reality in them that um it's it's your phrase that god's got this yeah i'm gonna be okay Mm -hmm. and god's got it's awful i'm falling apart my life is not my heart's been ripped out if it's a loved one the death of Mm -hmm. a loved one but I am going to be okay. Yeah. I love, I, mean, I, I, I hope that when I, when those moments of crisis come for, for me and you guys, you know, that yeah. we're going to be the same people. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: When well, I think too, and um, one of the things I, I preach about FPC, especially FPC at this time of year is we are, we give that, we say those simple things. So simple, but profound truths. But then we also help people along the way. I mean, last Wednesday we, we offered this gift to the community and to our church, the blue Christmas service. Mm-hmm. And, and, And that was a way for us to say tangibly, yes, God's got this, but He's He's utilizing us as His instrument to help you understand that He's got this. And Blue Christmas service is a great Mm -hmm. opportunity for people who've lost a loved one, who's lost a job, who are going through the conflict to to just say, just kind of take a deep breath and say, man, this is a this is yeah, this is about the celebration. It's about all the trappings and the things that we've talked about celebrating the birth of Jesus, but the birth of Jesus Christ means we have something deeper than the loss that we felt, but we still feel the loss, you know, Mm -hmm. and so um, thankfully we're in a Mm -hmm. congregation that doesn't just speak the truth, uh, but we also help people live out the truth if we can, um, and so I, I appreciate that. We and the thing that was great about that service, one of the things that was great, as many things are great, we didn't have anything to do with it. The three of us in this room, there were other people that yeah, you know, yeah, uh, Dr. Paul, skills, Dr. Paul, Dr. Paul, and Dr. Connie and yeah. HL that they, they've got that pastoral heart as well, and they consistently walk, and we can walk alongside people that are hurting and struggle as well too, obviously, but. But they had a different they have a different view um, and they were able to step in and help and we were we, we were able to help benefit and help a lot of people so you know, I guess so, we've
1: been talking around this but it that brings it home is that you know, Christmas is not always good for people some mm-hmm.
0: people many yeah.
1: people it's very hard for some people to, to go mm-hmm. through yeah and I think messages about the hope that we have in Christ what our faith brings to us uh, in 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 Seasons when life is really isn't good yeah. uh, at times. Many people, for many people, no, you know, we I know we started this whole conversation with Christmas decorations and watching movies and things yeah. like that. For many people, it's just off the chain, amazing and yeah. fun and and playful and and meaningful and all that put together. For a lot of other other people, it's very lonely, it's yeah. very uh, mm-hmm. depressing, it's very hard. There's there's an emptiness inside, and I love that that reframing words like hope and reframing words like peace to speak, mm. and and then we get to speak that. And in our, in our speaking, the Holy Spirit uses that mm-hmm. to reach those lives, and and really gives them a different perspective on how they're going to they're going to approach. The entire yeah. season, certainly Christmas mm-hmm. Day, yeah, and then yeah. we get to do it again with Joy,
0: yeah, yep. Yeah. Which that's this week. Joy's coming up this week. Kenny uh, is going to be in our Vine service. Uh, Pastor John will be in Classic, and uh, it'll be week number three in Advent. So we're excited about that. Um, as always, if, if anyone's missed any one of our messages, any one of the sermons, or if you want to just go back and re-listen to it, I hear people that say, "Well, yeah I missed something. I want to go back and re-listen to it." Encourage anybody to check out our website fpclakeland.org. Go to the sermon archives page for vine or classic or go to the, our our youtube page uh, fpc lakeland uh, just search for that you can see all of the videos from the messages as well if you miss any of our podcasts uh feel free to check us out on apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher wherever you get your podcasts and uh be sure to hit subscribe so you get notified when there's a new one um kenny john thank you guys for hanging out once again and i uh, look forward to uh, another conversation next week Yep. Thank you.